Manna or Meatloaf, Episode 18. Get a handle on it. Hello, hello. Me and my friend Lana went to Park City this past week, and we did a four-hour bike ride on some of the most gorgeous bike trails there. It was early in the morning, the sun was just starting to warm our backs, and there was just something about the crisp morning and the mountain air that helped me take a deep, long breath. For the first time in a while, it felt like, at least it wasn't through a mask. And the analogy for today's podcast came to fruition right in front of me, squarely planted on both of my handlebars. I looked down at both of my hands gripping those handlebars, and I realized just how much happened when I had a grip. (laughs) I used them to switch gears so that I could be assisted in whatever terrain I was riding on. I gripped the handles hard when I had to pull on them for momentum when going up a hill. I gripped the handlebars when I was braking to slow down or to check for cars or oncoming traffic to avoid collisions or to stop entirely. And I gripped the handlebars to turn and direct the bike I was on to get me to my destination. The phrase get a handle on it means a way of dealing with or understanding something, doesn't it? As I rode along this trail, I found several parallels about how the ride translated into getting a grip or handle on life sometimes. The first thing I realized is that there were obviously many levels of riders on the trail with us. Some, like us, had baskets and bells. One even had a little dog in it. Oh my gosh, you guys, I wish you could see the video of my dogs riding in my basket. I was like the Wicked Witch of the West. It was so funny. There were families patiently waiting for the little ones to catch up. Lana was riding in front of me, and she has shoulders that hurt if she leans forward too long, and so she rests one by her side for a little while and then alternates arms. She's done that for probably as long as she's had her bike, but when I tried it, when I used one of my arms to get in my front pouch to voice record a few thoughts on my phone, that very small distraction made me swerve sharply, and on a narrow bike trail with oncoming bikers, that could have been a catastrophe. So there were obviously many skill levels on the bike riders around us too. Then there were the guys zipping through everyone laughing, drinking their sports drinks with all the sponsored gear, sitting upright, no hands style. That takes a lot of balance, and yet they made it look effortless. The man who was flying by everyone at mock speed with his eyes focused on nothing but his end time. No quick hellos or have a nice days. He didn't even offer a bell ring or a call out to watch your left side. He was so intently focused and a bit rude. There was one woman we met who was on a hand cycle bike. Oh my gosh, you pedal the bike with your arms and hands. She did that every day for six miles, she told us. What a champ. I was winded just watching her. But she had the grace to smile and chat and even offer to take our pictures against the gorgeous background. So lesson number one, we're all riding through life. We're all going at different speeds. We have different obstacles, challenge levels, and destinations. Some make it look effortless and fun. Others, like Lana, do it one-handed, juggling the weight of things, managing, multitasking. And still others, like me, occasionally get sidetracked, distracted, and lose focus for a minute. And then there are those gripping the handlebars with both hands, huffing and puffing and feel like a fish swimming upstream. Guess what? 
We're all just trying to get from here to there. Let those pass who will, but offer smiles, encouraging words, and kindness to everyone you're riding along with. As equally important is being kind to yourself. It's easy to get tired on those long rides, to get turned around. We did. We got off on one part of the trail thinking it would take us back to our hotel, only to get a big detour through town the long way. Isn't that kind of what happens to us sometimes, though? Getting a handle on life is to know first our destination. Plan out and write down the entire gamut of places you want to be in the long term and the short term. For me personally, my long term goal is to eventually find my way to the celestial kingdom, but that will take a lot of short term destinations along the way, like to temples, to visit family, to minister, and even more short term to get on my knees and visit my scriptures repeatedly every day for every needful thing. You got to know where you're going to get there. The first part of our bike ride was downhill. It was glorious. It was gorgeous. It felt so good. Remember that deep breath I was talking about? It felt wonderful. But remember that old saying, what goes down must come up? Actually, it's the other way around, but I guess it's also that opposition in all things thing. But about halfway up that first big hill, my thighs were screaming. I was so parched even after I got a drink and was really getting warm. The sun that had felt so good just minutes earlier was now uncomfortably hot, and I wasn't feeling quite so glorious. Well, just as I was getting ready to call it quits for a bit and take a break, I noticed this darling little family of ducks swimming easily down the creek that ran beside us. They were so picturesque. And then I heard a hawk flying above us. So I turned to look at him, gracefully riding the wind current. It didn't take long till I was again drawn back to all the reasons I had felt such joy earlier. The dark green trees, the blue sky, the happy faces of people out enjoying nature. When I stopped focusing on the immediate things happening to and inside of me and look instead to those things around and outside of myself, I saw with clarity God's hand in the beaver dam, for example, the hundreds of thousands of acres of heavily wooded, smooth mountains, and I began to feel gratitude for the beauty of the earth, the strong, albeit out of shape, body, (laughs) and its physical abilities that were literally propelling me forward. I noticed my friend in front of me and the things that she was going through in her own life. So lesson number two, when you feel like you're losing your grip or can't seem to get a handle on life, turn your focus away from yourself and notice the good around you and the good you can do outside of yourself. The second I stopped focusing on my racing heartbeat, the fact that I might be getting a sunburn, the phone notification that just went off, the second I remembered that the more energy you give something, the bigger it becomes, and focused instead on the positive, the beautiful, and let gratitude into recognizing the things outside of myself, then there was an immediate dissipation of my physical stressors. Isn't that interesting? In Isaiah 26.3, it confirms that peace can be found when we focus on and trust God. It reads, quote, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. End quote. That sounds like a surefire and fast way to get an immediate handle on our emotions, doesn't it? 
It's just like the story of President Gordon B. Hinckley, whose time as a young missionary was very difficult. He had left his father only three years after his mother died, and there were financial difficulties as well as he just felt like no one wanted the message of the restoration of the gospel that these young missionaries were sharing. He said, quote, I wrote home to my father and said, I'm not doing any good here. I'm just wasting my time and your money. I don't see any point in staying here. The answer came, Dear Gordon, I have your letter. I have only one suggestion. Forget yourself and go to work. With love, your father. End quote. Stop focusing on losing your grip and help someone find theirs. I've kind of already told you how much I love my bike, right? It's so cute and happy, but it's definitely not at the level that many of those serious bikers are used to. You would probably laugh. I have a little girl's pink bell with a flower on it. Yes, it's the kind you flick with your finger that makes that magical little ring, ring noise. We had a problem with the neighbor's dog chasing after us, so I also have a little pink pepper spray attached by a chain to the middle of my handlebars, and then my darling little purple and orange drink bottle. It's held by my drink holder right next to the pepper spray, and then I have this really great little front pouch that holds my phone, usually have a pair of Bluetooth headphones, my lippy, and always a treat. So basically, it's fabulous. Everything I need is right there within my reach. My drink bottle even has one of those flip-top straws that automatically pops up when you push the button. So literally all I have to do is lean forward to get a drink. Genius, right? I love knowing that I can easily access what I need without having to pull over and get off my bike. So lesson number three is when you feel like you're losing your grip, do you have what you need within reach? I testify that prayer is only as far away as your knees are to the ground. Our Father in Heaven can be reached every single time you reach out to Him. Do you have the scriptures near you right now? If you have them on your phone, most of you will be saying, yeah. But are you reaching out to those words and messages to find answers to the questions in your own life? What would help you in your quest for peace and solidity? And are you keeping those things close, within reach, so that when you need them, they'll be right there? Hmm, think about that. And last, riding a bike takes effort. It's not always easy to pull out the bike, maintain it, ask your body to keep pedaling. All of it just takes effort, right? It reminds me of a story I recently read about Elder Uchtdorf's life that I absolutely loved. In his general conference address titled, See the End from the Beginning, he tells the story of how, when he was a young boy, 11 years old to be exact, his family fled East Germany to West Germany literally overnight. And while his family was waiting for permanent employment, his parents started a laundry business to help meet their needs. And Elder Uchtdorf became that business's delivery boy. And he also needed a bike to do the job. He said, quote, I had always dreamed of owning a nice, sleek, shiny, sporty red bicycle, but there had never been enough money to fulfill this dream. What I got instead was a heavy, ugly, black, sturdy workhorse of a bicycle. I delivered laundry on that bike before and after school for quite a few years. Most of the time, I was not overly excited about the bike, the cart, or my job. Sometimes the cart seemed so heavy and the work so tiring that I thought my lungs would burst, and I often had to stop to catch my breath. Nevertheless, I did my part because I knew we desperately needed the income as a family, and it was my way to contribute. 
end quote. Then years later, we know that Elder Uchtdorf joined the Air Force to become a pilot, but before he could do that, he had to pass all kinds of tests, including strict physical exams. The doctors became worried because one of the tests came back showing that he had scars on his lungs from previous years when he was young that indicated he'd had some kind of lung disease then but that he was obviously fine now, and they asked him what kind of treatment he'd had that cured him. He continued, quote, Until the day of that examination, I had never known that I had any kind of lung disease. Then it became clear to me that my regular exercise in fresh air as a laundry boy had been a key factor in my healing from this illness. Without the extra effort of pedaling that heavy bicycle day in and day out, pulling the laundry cart up and down the streets of our town— I might never have become a jet fighter pilot and later a 747 airline captain, end quote. And can you imagine hearing Elder Uchtdorf speak without hearing his insightful stories of flying? I'm awfully glad he shared that with us. Lesson number four, then, is there will be very hard days, but you will be stronger and better for doing the work. Albert Einstein said, quote, life is like a bicycle. To keep your balance, you must keep moving, end quote. One of my favorite go-to sayings is, when nothing changes, then nothing changes. So when you feel like you can't get a handle on a certain situation or deal with a complication in your life and you feel like you're losing your grip, I hope these little reminders from my bike ride will help. Determine where you're headed. Be kind. Look outside of yourself and turn to God. Keep everything you need within reach. And remember to keep moving. The wheels on the bike go round and round, round and round, round and round. The wheels on the bike go round and round. <laughs> All through the town. Wah, wah.